Welcome back. Rush Hour, WABC Talk Radio 77. Remember, Cats at Night up next. James Golden, Bo Sternley with you here. We have with us, and thankfully so, Steve Romains, who is the attorney for Kenneth Walker. Mr. Romains, good morning. Thank you for joining us, sir, this afternoon. Good morning. You represent Kenneth Walker. I do. As I, I heard... Uh, go ahead. Lead in, Bo, just let me tell you. The boyfriend that the police were pursuing was a fellow named Jamarcus Glover. Now, he was a drug dealer and ultimately was convicted of, of, you know, some drug offenses. He had last dated Breonna Taylor several months prior to her being killed. Kenneth Walker was her boyfriend for after that time. Kenny's never been alleged to have dealt drugs, never been charged with a crime, never had any, any involvement with the law his entire life. And so... The, and it's easy to get confused of, you know, boyfriend who the police are pursuing and boyfriend with her that night. They're not the same person. And that clarifies a lot. Just that clarifies a lot of the maybe misunderstanding. Because even now, in some of the press reports that I've read, they never mention that. It is never mentioned in the press that he was the wrong boyfriend. What was mentioned? Correct. And, and legal gun owner. You know, and that that's the whole thing about you saw that the U.S. Attorney's Office and the Department of Justice indicted the cops case for falsifying a search warrant and, and perjuring themselves. That's one of the key issues in the case is had they not died on the search warrant, they wouldn't have been able to get a search warrant. They, they had no reason to be in her apartment that night with, with actual factual information. You know, they they hurt themselves to get the warrant. You you think about it if you're at home tonight, and I assume you don't do, do anything illegal, do you, Bo? Nope, I don't. <laughs> so the police would have no reason to come in your house. That's correct. If that somebody starts beating on the door at one in the morning and won't identify themselves, and then all of a sudden, are you a legal gun owner, Bo? I am not, but I understand Mr. Walker was, and he had every right when he thinks the home is being invaded. No one will identify themselves. It's one in the morning. Someone's trying to burst down your door. What are you supposed to do? Forever going to justifiably fire a shot when someone breaks down your door at one in the morning. Now, it would be different, too. If, he had, if they had been engaged in illegalities, you know, there being something illegal in that apartment, then you might have a reason in the back of your mind to think, well, maybe it is the police. You know, they caught us. There's nothing there. I mean, that, that's the thing. They had no reason at all to believe that the police would be busting down their door. And then when they did bust down the door, you know, killed Brianna, you know, Kenny, Kenny thinks it's somebody, you know, breaking in, in the house and maybe the former boyfriend. You know, that's the whole complicating matter is the guy that's one of the guys she dated before mr glover is a he's he's a dangerous individual so we don't know if it's him coming in sort of jealous rage this is all in fires the single shot Mm -hmm. then the police respond with 35 fired shots she gets killed 
and then they frame him because they realize, oh, this is not the guy we're looking for. We don't find anything. You know, we, we don't find contraband. We don't find anything. And so they realize at that point in time, well, something has gone wrong. And so they charge Kenny with attempted murder of a police officer an hour of breaking in that door. And now this is what I want to focus on, too. Look. I know you must be pro-law enforcement. I'm pro-law enforcement. That does not give us the right to turn our and close our eyes when things happen, when mistakes are made. Now, a mistake is a mistake, but a cover-up is something different. A cover-up is willingly telling mistruths, telling lies, as you said, trying to frame an innocent person. I remember Rush used to talk about, when I was with the Rush Limbaugh Show, Rush used to talk about the case of uh, Labor Secretary Ray Donovan, who was dragged through court, dragged through court, and at the end found completely exonerated. And he steps out of the courts and says, now where do I go to get my reputation back? Where does Mr. Go ahead. That's part of what we're doing, because they indicted Kenny, testified for 90 seconds at the grand jury and got an indictment. Put him in jail. He's in jail on a million-dollar bond because they, you know, police have said he's tried to kill a police officer. And so he is facing 20 years for attempted murder of a police officer. And so, so the first thing we have to do is deal with the criminal case. Ultimately, we get, we get him out on bond because the facts start coming in and they don't make sense. Then ultimately dismissed. They realize we don't we don't have a case. This is obviously guys acting in self defense, and they knew at that point in time the cover up. As soon as we started digging into it, starts falling apart. All the cops' stories are different. Everybody's telling you know facts that that don't uh, coincide with body cams that are at the scene, things that are found at the scene. You know the cops are telling interviews that the person laying in the floor with an AK phone position firing at that's ridiculous. I mean, they, they, especially after the homicide, they searched that place from top to bottom. There's no, there's no rifle found. There's nothing found. And so it becomes obvious that the police's story uh, is, is not true. And so they dismiss the criminal case and, they dismiss it without prejudice, which means they could charge him again if they chose. We ultimately filed suit against the Commonwealth Attorney, which would be the DA where you're at, and the Attorney General to get a ruling that he is dismissed with prejudice, which means he can never be charged with these same crimes again. Which is, in a, it, you know, the fact that you've been falsely accused once. When it's on your mind that they may come out and do it any time subsequent, that, that is a huge burden. Right. But ultimately, the case is dismissed. Now where we're at in the case is we filed suit, civil action against the Metro Police Department, both for the false warrant, or out, and, and been indicted for, and the framing of Kenny to cover it up. And And what I've said repeatedly is – him and the case fell dismissed the case, and we're supposed to just say thank you, I'll go on my way. 
No, there has to be a consequence for what they did. Right. That is, we are seeking that consequence now in a civil remedy against LMPD and the city of Louisville. There was an NBC story, uh, NBC News story, and that, by the way, is where I found your name and found out that you were representing uh, Mr. Walker. Where they and, and the story just was this. This was after the arrest. This is after they've arrested Mr. Walker for attempted murder of a police officer. Mm-hmm. The, the story was, now the police are out looking for evidence. And I'm saying to myself, wait a minute. You're supposed to have evidence before you make an arrest. You're not supposed to arrest them. This is America. You don't arrest people without evidence. You don't arrest someone and then say, oh, now let's go find the evidence for it. Well, even more so is they arrest him that night. Days later, they present the case to the grand jury to get an indictment. And as I said, they testified for 90 seconds. They told police they were executing a lawful search warrant, or they told the grand jurors police were executing a lawful search warrant. We know that's a lie. We know for a fact that it was not a lawful search warrant. They said they identified themselves as law enforcement. Thirteen witnesses in the apartment complex, all 13 said they never heard them announce as police. Every single person. Uh, They didn't tell, you know, they told the grand jury, that they announced as police. They didn't say that 13 witnesses said they didn't. They also never advised the grand jury, oh, by the way, they killed his girlfriend. Bosch mm, mm, mm. Uh So they returned that indictment because, you know, they only gave them, you know, the information that they wanted the grand jury to return, uh, to, to get to return an indictment. The problem also is, are, especially if we did not make bond, there is such a pressure to, to just do whatever it takes to get out of jail because, you know, COVID was going on shortly after this. So getting to trial was going to be a two-year process. And so if they come in and offer him, you know, just even a misdemeanor and say, we'll let you out of jail if you'll plead guilty to a misdemeanor, the pressure to take that rather than sit in jail for two years to get to trial, is enormous. And if, it, if he pleads guilty to anything, then the whole case is kind of whitewashed. Right. That is what, that's part of what they did to indict him with such high charges and get such a high bond is to try to put that pressure on him to get some sort of plea. Now, fortunately, Kenny, as I said, is in trouble in his life. His dad is a 30-year Army vet. Mom is a 30-year educator. Uh, I mean, just a, a perfect family. Uh, and so all of the things that they usually would rely on to keep him in jail, you know, that he'd been in trouble before or, you know, any number of things. They found drugs in the apartment, whatever. None of that was there. It's a completely clean individual. And so all of those you know, usual tropes that they put out there to, to keep them in jail failed. In the case, once we started digging in the case, it just fell apart. And thank goodness he had the wherewithal to hire good representation, which many people don't have. And Correct. That- That's the thing. His family could afford to hire 
counsel, and that's not that appointed counsel and public defenders aren't good lawyers. It's just their caseloads are so high that it makes it difficult for them to dig into a case, you know, quickly. Well, and, and but we did. I, we would like to stay in touch with you as your federal lawsuit continues, as this case continues. And eventually, when Mr. Walker is able to speak, we'd like to speak with him. We have a brief interview we're going to play a few bites from that he did with the television station. This case and what the uh, the police officers have now admitted that they lied, some of them. Correct. This case needs to be put in front of the American people as a perfect example of what can go wrong and why we shouldn't knee-jerk reaction, why we shouldn't have a knee-jerk reaction when we hear that there's been an incident involving police and whatever we think, whoever we're being told, is the the perpetrator. We should wait until the facts fully emerge. Well, and we also, you know, I've been a criminal defense lawyer for years, so so I have a healthy um, cynicism about police testimony and police actions in general because part of my job is to contest those but what we get oftentimes is and, and it's it's hard and probably for some of your listeners is you know if the fbi raids Chicago, the fbi is a bunch of crooks they make stuff up or people believe that if he raids brianna taylor's apartment and kills her then all the stuff they're saying is true. Right. We, we let it, who the defendant is, we let that color our opinion of what law enforcement did. Thank you so it much. It has to be a healthy cynicism always. Thank you. So please let us stay in touch with you in your office and let's follow this. This is an important case. This is one of the cases that should define where we try to go to make sure that American justice lives up to what it's supposed to be. Would you agree with that? Uh, I, I would. Now, I, I would say that all of them do, but this one has so many eyes on it that it, it really has to, you know, people have to see it. And they have to understand that, you know, you were talking about supporting law enforcement. There are, you know, there are tons and tons of good cops. Never like any other profession, there's bad radio hosts. <laughs> that, you know, there, there's good radio hosts, there's bad radio hosts. There's good lawyers, there's bad lawyers. The problem with pol- bad police is a bad radio host can't kill you or charge you with a crime. The power that they have is so infinite, almost, that we have to be more circumspect than in any other job we basically do the opposite and take whatever they say, you know, as, as gospel. Steve, thank you so much again. And we will be in touch. We so appreciate your time and your perspective. No problem.